Oh, Kelly, what could that music mean? It's a Christmas movie. Yay! <laughs> we did agree on this before. Yeah, remember? no, uh-huh. Not dramatic at all for me. Cool. Thanks for that. I can't wait to get into that, by the uh, way. Yay! So for people that don't know, this is Ian Hates Movies, and my name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. And we're doing this show live tonight. <laughs> what we mean is that it's not through Skype, and I can actually see him and hit him if necessary. <laughs> it's live to tape. But if you notice, in the studio, I have moved everything back a little bit so that you're not within arm's reach. <laughs> you still gave me shit to throw at you, so I don't know. Yeah, your tablet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the mic. Yes. Choke you to death with the cord. Wouldn't be the first time. Oh, we'll talk about Hey-o. Fifty Shades of Grey later. Ugh. Fifty Shades Darker or whatever the fuck that is? Uh, Fifty Shades of Rape, but yeah. Whoa. hey Jeez. Didn't expect that one. <laughs> All right. So this Christmas movie that you um, thrusted upon me and uh, this came out Whoa, you were way before either of us were born. and that uh, topic and then <laughs> you brought that up. Go, go ahead. Oh. Oh, yes. Another, was it, we'd call this a classic 80s movie? It's definitely a classic. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's a classic. It's an anti-Christmas holiday movie. It's perfect for the genres that we've been doing this month. Well, no, yeah. Your non-traditional Christmas movies. Yeah, and this movie really kind of changed the face of cinema as well. Oh, explain. Oh, we want to, well, do we want to say the name? I mean, I'm guessing they really, probably like, know. Who doesn't know what this is? From the music, probably. It's, it's, it's traumatic Steven Spielberg. It's horrible. Everything Steven Spielberg does is traumatic. I'm saying. <laughs> That's why it's funny that he makes so many quote-unquote children's movies. <laughs> but that was one of the things that people cite specifically, is that this movie has a PG rating. Well, that's because when they blow up, it's not red blood, it's green blood. That's the only reason. It's more that when this movie came out, there was no such thing as a PG-13 rating. Oh. Yeah, see? So it was this movie, I think E.T. and Temple of Doom. And that was the reason why they made a PG-13. Or maybe not E.T. It was I know it was Temple of Doom. Oh, no, yeah, Tem- yeah, yeah, because of the Jovitos. But yeah. yeah. But there was at least one other Steven Spielberg movie at the time. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I don't remember that being on the list of reasons, but it's possible, though. It was like two movies that Spielberg directed, and then this one is just produced by. Right, yeah. But, okay, so let's just say it yeah. out loud for everyone that doesn't know. We're doing Gremlins. Woo! 1984 has 85% on Rotten Tomatoes and a PG rating. Yes. And I think that's probably the biggest surprise. But that's why there were some good things about the 80s. I'm not nostalgic because I don't remember it. But when you look back at some of the movies and what they were able to get away with, it's just that extra layer of fun that you can never get away with now. Unless you're spoofing an 80s movie. Like Turbo Kid. But Turbo Kid Take me home tonight. Unless it was R. Was it R? No. I would hope not, but there was a lot of drug use in it. Eh. But anyway. Yeah. It is Gremlins, 1984. Look, I love this movie not because of the nostalgia factor, oh. but for one specific reason. <gasps> Santa? Oh, yeah. Should we do that disclaimer again? Yes, we should. All right. I don't care normally if you listen to this with your children. We are uncensored all the time. Woo. We swear we do all that kind of shit, but... We are going to be talking about Santa Claus and the possibility of him not existing. Yes. So maybe you shouldn't have your kids listen to this one if for some reason they listen at all. 
So fact or phantom is really what we'll be discussing. What? Real or not real. Wait, what is that from then? <laughs> what? Fact or phantom? Fact or phantom, yeah. Is you, that you never heard that term before? I have never heard that term oh, before. Oh, there Sorry. you go. Learn sheltered, something new. Sheltered childhood. I only watch Gremlins all the time. Okay, so you just like the kitschy cliche of this movie? What What drew you into this as an adult? I love the Phoebe Cates monologue. So you sit through an hour and 20 minutes of meh for a monologue and then 10 minutes and then the movie's over. This movie has so many questions that go unanswered. <laughs> and that's why I like this movie so much is it really doesn't make any sense or they just leave complete plot holes for everything. Yeah, but and it is a family, technically a quote unquote family movie. Uh. So I understand. But if you read the backstory of this movie, this was written as a horror movie and they decided to change it into a family movie. So this was Terrifying. supposed to be exactly what you hate. Yeah. So instead, it just traumatizes you as a family movie. <laughs> like Christmas with the Cranks. Okay, I see the logic here. Continue. Whoa. That yeah. would traumatize me. I'm just saying. That's very true. Though I did watch one of my new all-time classic Christmas movies. Yeah, but are we are we are we in the same vein of Cranks or are you actually talking about like a good Christmas no, movie? No, I'm talking about a bad good Christmas movie. Bad good Christmas movie like what? Bad Santa? No, no, no. So there's a movie, I think it came out like two years ago, maybe, maybe three. Mm. It's called Santa's Little Helper. Have you ever heard of it? No. It has The Miz from WWE. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And he's a bad guy who then has to have an elf come down and like help him be a good person. And then there's a competition for who's going to be head elf of the North Pole. And Santa and everyone helps out. So wait, wait, wait. so instead of using, I don't know, angels, this is how you get your wings by doing a good deed and helping. The, really, they use the elves. They use elves. And then what? Stuff. And what do elves get when they when they get their wings or however that transition? Like you get a medal. It's different out. It's more no, point to your be, hat. She's I mean, trying to be head elf. Yeah, but so what does that get? You get a badge. No, you get to run the North Pole with like when Santa's doing other things. Ah, bureaucracy. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cheerocracy, all right? Oh, okay, so okay, so so it is a very good bad movie. Interesting. I was like, mm, money's on Fred Claus. No, I can't do. <laughs> I can't can't do it. No, no, no. That will not be on Ian hates movies for this this month here. No, ma'am. No, no, no. no. Uh, I'm just excited for January. We have the anniversary, and then of course January and February. It's the reject movie time. Yes, yeah. it's. Fuck you. It's yeah, January. it's like, oh, you got to fill out this contract here. Just throw this movie together but for us. I believe you're forgetting mm. there is an amazing movie coming out in January or February. I can't believe I'm not remembering what it is. I believe it's February. Is it February? Mm. Yeah. The Dark Tower, baby. Okay, my mind did not go even remotely into that route at all. Oh, um, yeah. I believe that there's a Keanu Reeves that's coming out. Oh, John Wick 2? Mm. Well, look, everything's going to go Dark Tower first. Well, duh. There's no doubt about that. They're either going to make it great or it's going to ruin my life. And you're literally going to get a probably three-hour show of me just yelling and just saying really, really bad things. That's what you have to look forward to. So excited to be across from this. Ooh. Now, I better be good. I want to heap praise for three hours. That's what I want to do. We front row it like a Gallagher. We're going to throw that way back. I'm going to need to have my poncho on because God knows where this will go. Gallagher 2. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, Gremlins, right? That's Woo! what we were talking yes, about. Yes, that. We will get to Phoebe Cates' monologue because it is so fucking amazing. Okay. Explain the whole 
traumatized thing. Like, how many times have you seen gremlins in your life? Twice. Once when you were very young and once... Today. (laughs) (laughs) So now it didn't have the same effect on you, obviously. We'll see when I go to bed tonight. Traumatized. So was it Stripe that got you? Like, what was it? Mogwais are very cute. No, not. Furbies are freaking terrifying, too. Same damn thing. Well, Furbies ripped off. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Got worse. And then you can skin them now. Anyway. Uh, No. uh, Creepy things that live under your bed with big ears. I can't. No. They don't live under your bed. That's what I know. That's where that's the trim. I swear. Peeked underneath my bed. I saw glowing eyes. And all I could think of was that. I could hear stuff like in the closets and crap. Wait, so what was it then? What had the glowing eyes? I don't <laughs> know. There something there. That's what I'm saying. It was a horrible. <sighs> so tonight, you're afraid those glowing eyes will be back. No, because I made sure that my bed's actually on the floor and not on a frame at this time. Oh, so you're living like college. Like I'm, I, uh, oh, yeah. I'm hardcoring it right now. You're living like I lived two years ago. Yes. <laughs> yes, actually. Yes, exactly. Like, I could understand this movie traumatizing a kid. I could definitely see that, but not an adult. Yeah, but we've got we've we not we've gone over my whole weird zombie alien humanoid people I can't do either for whatever freaking reason. I guess, but you're telling me if Mogwise existed, you wouldn't want your very own Gizmo. No, that's like, uh, do you he's want a so Pekingese? Cool. Hell no, fluffy little nightmare. No, he's so fucking cool. He's like a uh. great friend to have. You want to jump into this movie and then we'll talk about personal stories about it later. Sure. So the reason why this movie is so memorable and it's considered a classic is because it is so weird. The movie starts out where the father of Billy, Billy the main character, right. he's like out in some weird-ass Chinatown somewhere. Like he's traveling on business. It looks like he's in Diagon Alley for God's sakes. Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense no. to the whole point or, the, or where the story takes place. It's nowhere near there. And he's looking for a toy for his son. So when you start this movie, you're like, oh, well, this kid's going to be... 10. Yeah. Not 18. I think he's even older than 18. Because he's working at a bank. Yeah. So here's my question. I guess let's even get into that. So Billy is the lead character. So one of the things I've always wondered is, one, I cannot find out how old he actually is. But based on having a job at a bank, he's either 18 where he didn't go to college or he's 22 or so and got back from college and now he's living in his parents' attic. Right. In his original hometown. Right. But they never tell you no. what the deal is. No. But I can tell you why the father acts like the kid never grew up because he missed his whole childhood. That's the whole why you assume that he's referring to a 10-year-old because that's the way he still sees him because he didn't he wasn't there for his childhood. Because he kept traveling around making these terrible inventions oh that he's God. trying to Rick, hawk on everybody. It's Rick Moranis, honey. I shrunk the kids. <laughs> really like That's exactly <laughs> what it is. But there is a nice little touch in the movie about how all of his inventions are terrible, but they still use them in the house. Yeah, and it yeah. just causes way more problems just than you make it work. Need. But... I think this movie is also way ahead of its time because couldn't you call Billy the very first millennial? No, isn't he a Gen Xer? All right. See, when I make jokes, it's a kid living with his parents and yeah, but no, no, no. acts but like no, 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 no. Because they even state in the movie that he, uh, the comment is, you're kind of supporting your whole family. So no, he's still a Gen Xer because he's back at the house. Not because he's not paying rent. He's there because he's helping because his dad's inventions are crap. I like my joke better. Like the joke is what I was going for. Ma. So other people out there are laughing. Ma. So here, actually. Look. Ma. They're, they're loving it. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not even going to press the button because you were already clapping. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I was going for that joke, but you steamrolled over that, so... We won't have to talk about that anymore. Well, if we're not doing serious discussions on this, you know, well, clearly classic to. epic movie of the 80s, then I just, I can phone it in then. He's also an adult that has Corey Feldman as a friend who's clearly in like middle school. And that is literally his only friend. So if you're supporting your family, I don't think you make random friends like that. Yeah, well, this movie's weird. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I liked... The thing about being a millennial and living off your parents and all that kind of stuff yeah. is because he's reading 3D comics in his... He's getting art lessons from Chuck Jones, might I add you. Might you add to me? There you go. <laughs> uh, Yeah, the person who's giving him... I don't want to say art lessons, but the ones who's critiquing him at the bar, that is Chuck Jones, creator of Bugs Bunny. So that's after the whole scene at the bank? Yes. Okay. All right, and that's where you learn that Phoebe Cates has two jobs. Yes. Yeah, she works at the bank with Billy, and then she also works at Dory's Tavern. Yes. Okay. So when I think of that scene, I'm thinking of the very, very minuscule, stupid part that Judge Reinhold has. That's what I think about when I have that scene, because he has like two lines at the bank, and then he has a couple lines basically saying that he's awesome and Billy sucks. At the bar. Right. And then you never see him again throughout the movie. He's not even someone the gremlins kill. I know. Now, I think he's in extra scenes if you have the bonus no, copy. Extended, whatever. But other than that, that's it. Hmm. But here's a piece of trivia for you. Ooh. Judge Reinhold and Phoebe Cates have also starred in a movie together. A movie that came out two years prior to Gremlins. Do you know what movie that 82? is? 82? Um, no. Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yeah. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> is this real life? Is it? That's one. It's on the list. Oh, Jeebus Christmas. All right. So we are definitely, definitely watching that on no. movies. Yes, we are. It has one of the most iconic scenes in movie history, <laughs> mm. which is Phoebe Cates getting naked. It's amazing. Right. Plus Forrest Whitaker's in it. Sean Penn, who will never, ever say that he was in that movie. It's Spicoli. Who's an iconic character. Right. What? I'm thinking of quotes right now. <laughs> how great that movie is. Yeah, but the is. thing is, is I could probably tell you what it's from. I just haven't seen the damn movie. This is how I'm able to spoof my way through Doctor Who, for God's sakes. I haven't watched any of that either. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, I honestly did not think I was going to stump you on that ridiculously easy question. I can spoof my way through most of this. Pretending you know the reference? Yes! See, I ask people what they're talking about, and then... I go, no, that's stupid. Why would I know that reference? That's true. Buzzkill. Can't just play the game. Buzz Killington. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't get that reference. No. So you just laughed your way through it. You tried to spoof your way through it. <sighs> so it's like me quoting MIB at you. Why would I do that? You don't do that. Oh, I'm going to get those alien guys, but I'm out of my element because that's not normally my style. All right. Here's a small gun. We call it a cricket. It's not the Hilarious. size that counts. It's the firepower behind it. And then let's go to the second one where there's all Burger King in the background of every single shot. Yep. And then I'm going to eat a burger even though I'm a thin waif of a woman. Yep. And I'm loving burgers for some reason. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> that was pretty. That was a great <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> not bad. So you're really looking forward to Synopsies. the 21 Jump Street MIB crossover then that's apparently coming out. You know, who knows? I know. It could be the greatest thing ever. I know. It would be so terrifying. It could be so great that it makes the world explode. 
Like the universe explodes based on how amazing it is. It can be pinpointed back to this one particular event. Come on, let's not get all scientific on this show. No, yeah, right? that was last month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go watch Donnie Darko. Or go <laughs> sorry, yeah. Actually go watch Donnie Darko and then Period. go listen to our Donnie Darko show. All right, anyways, back to another universe. True. Gremlins. The gift that Billy's dad finds is a mogwai. And like Kelly so poignantly pointed out, Terrifying. it looks like a Furby. Terrifying. Because Furbies were made after them. <laughs> the lead mogwai, the first mogwai, his name is Gizmo. And everybody except for Kelly loves Gizmo because Gizmo's fucking adorable. Gizmo tries to talk, and then he sings, and it's the voice of Howie Mandel. Well, I mean, there's the redeeming quality right there. Who doesn't love Bobby's world? But so, there are three rules that come with owning a mogwai. Can you say them for everyone, Kelly? Uh, don't feed after midnight, don't get them wet, and no bright lights. Because bright lights will hurt them, but sunlight will kill them. So they're vampires. No, they're mogwai. Which is Mandarin for monster. Yeah. Can vampires not eat after midnight? Well, they're really skinny, so I don't know. Some are. This might be a Wait, did you not watch Blade? Oh, there are plenty Lord. of fucking fat vampires. I don't know what you're talking about. So all of those rules that go for Mogwai's are very, very important and all come to fruition. Shocking. If you set well, up rules, you got to break them. Another reason why Billy is not a mature adult. If you have such a cool thing like Gizmo, why would you not be more careful about your shit? He also he doesn't... He double-checked and made sure it wasn't after midnight. Uh, And that jar of water that just happened to be... That he gave random... to like a five-year-old, apparently. Well, Corey Feldman was how old? I don't know, movie? but that haircut was five years old. <laughs> And he's in the movie for what, like four scenes? He's cutting down Christmas lights, trying to kill him off, and then he jumps the water, and then yeah. And he spills the water on Gizmo right. the first time. Now, what I just think is very funny in this is no one seems to care about Gizmo or Mogwise at all. They're not like, wow, look at this super cool thing that I've never seen before. Look at this alien. Yeah, look, yeah, look at this alien motherfucker. Which <laughs> is just, what it is. Those cocoons, hello. You're, you're talking like everyone's seen Gremlins. There might be people like you who weren't forced into watching Gremlins. So they're like, what the fuck is she talking about? So we're going to just ruin this whole amazing Christmas movie for them like we do with all the movies? I thought that's what we were doing. Oh, okay, good. It's called Ian Hates Movies. I was say. My name is Ian. No. <laughs> well, what I thought was also very interesting was when Corey Feldman does spill the water, Gizmo looks like he's in a ridiculous amount of pain, but yet neither of them Go and help him. You know, like if you kick a dog by accident or it like runs into a wall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you kick a dog by accident? You and I are both super tall. So sometimes you don't see little dogs. Chowinis are not dogs. Oh, don't start. We're not doing a whole fucking argument about that. They're not. In general, if there's a dog or something that you might not see. So I was not saying go kick dogs. <laughs> but Yay, they, Christmas. Dog runs into a wall or vacuum cleaner goes off and the dog gets all scared and shake. Like you go and you help it. You're like, oh, you know, you hold it and you pet it. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry for whatever you might have done or something like that. You don't. 
Are you just a horrible person, Kelly? <laughs> Kelly, by the way, for people who's not seeing this, Kelly's just staring at me like, the what are you talking about? It's like, what? He has emotions and feelings? This makes no fucking sense. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm dealt with dogs who, yeah, chicken shit in the vacuum. That's fine. But I don't chase them down with the vacuum. I find it entertaining, actually. That's... What? You should never do that to a dog. No, I don't say I do. I just find it hysterical when they're like, really? I'm like, I, we've lived together for 13 years and you, you, you know this is happening. Just go into the other room. But they're as opposed afraid. To trying to, of what? The loud noises and Sucking the vibrations. Sucking up all your scent. Don't forget about like thunderstorms and lightning storms and everything. That freaks out I'm a sorry, dog I'm sorry, are too. these not animals that did live in the wild at some point? How did you survive? See, sheltered, sheltered beings. See, everyone, Kelly is a terrible person. <laughs> she doesn't just play this character on this show. She is a terrible person. And I learn new things about her every, every single day. week. Yeah. Uh, so, no, fine. Yes, I'll buy the goddamn Thunder Vest and wrap the thing up in it better. Feel better. Why don't you use your hands and give it a hug and make that your Thunder Vest? How about that? And you go, oh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. I'm here. All night long. All night, night long. long. All night. Wow. All night long. Yes, stop being a monster. <laughs> stop being a mogwai. <laughs> oh. And yeah, have a heart for once. If Gizmo was my buddy, I would run over and be like, what the fuck? You look like you're in stream pain. Like, let me pick you yeah, up and make sure you, you're okay. You, okay, so let's, let's separate these a little bit. A dog being stupid and running into something and hurting itself? No, you're not getting my sympathy. Yes, somebody inflicts pain and in what equivalent seems like pouring acid on an animal? Little bit different. But that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd, I'd react to that. But yeah, then again, well, I wouldn't give a five-year-old water around my pet that's apparently allergic to water. Yeah, because the first thing that Billy should do anytime he shows someone this creature that no one's ever seen before, who talks and reads comic books and all this shit, True. should go, hey, three rules. Here they are. Don't do any of these things no matter what. Even if I'm not here, you should still know. Don't do yeah, anything. That's this. just it, though. It's like a kid that has allergies. So your child has peanuts. You make sure that there's no peanuts in the house. So you know what? If you're upstairs in the attic, I'm pretty sure you don't have running water. So there should be no water in the attic. But this is what I'm telling you. That's the whole point of the story I was I'm bringing up. Is that he is very immature and cannot handle having this mogwai. And the reason why all this stuff happens is because he's a terrible caregiver for this awesome creature. I shall give you that. Of course, I've been right about everything so far. Yes. Woo, <laughs> big change. So when this happens, he goes crazy, he's in extreme pain, and these fur balls start spouting off of his back. Yep. And these fur balls end up being new mogwai. Yes. But they're a bunch of dicks. Yeah, it was just seven angry dwarfs. So they go ahead and they reproduce with water. So that's why you're not supposed to give them water ever. Yes. Now, the question I have to you, based on this also, is should there only be one Mogwai, Gizmo, because he's the only good one? Because it seems like any time that they reproduce, they end up being dicks. So, isn't it kind of like when you make a copy of a copy, it's not quite as clear as the original? Well, we're not talking about the movie Multiplicity. All right. <laughs> she touched my peppy, Steve. We're not doing that movie. <gasps> that was on TV the other day. Was it I really? I so bad. Oh, no, I yeah. Even. Oh, <laughs> I can't even. Good times. None of you are allowed to have sex with my wife. <laughs> Tell me the rule again. <laughs> that scene went on it's for one like rule. 20 minutes. It's one rule. <laughs> 20 minutes that fucking scene went on for. All right, anyways. They reproduce like this. That's my question. Like, I understand the copy of a copy thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. Should there only be, like, is there only one Mogwai? Because I'm even trying to think of the second one, which we might do 
in the future. We're not talking Gremlins, the new batch here, but we probably will at some point because it's not a bad sequel. Okay. Believe it or not. So we will talk about that some other time, but I'm pretty sure there's still no other good Mogwai. So, okay. So are we going to go back to like Imperial Europe where like they hunt down all the dodo birds and then there's only one left? But except this, this is an asexual creature. So technically they don't, they wouldn't run out. Yeah. So he might be the only one. Right. That's what I'm assuming that the warning is not that the water will have more and you'll be like, oh no, how am I supposed to feed all of these Mogwai? It's more, wow, they're all a bunch of shitheads. And you it don't turns want into a plague. Yeah. Right. And then they'll want to turn into gremlins, which is what happens if they eat after midnight. Right. Is they turn into those hideous gremlins creatures, things. little green things, who are very strong somehow. Well, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's a gremlin-troll hybrid, it feels like. Because they're more trollish than I would say gremlin, but whatever. Well, I mean, they or have their own name lore. for a reason. Right. <laughs> so, the new batch of Mogwai, who is led by... Stripe, they call him, who's a mogwai with like a white mohawk. Right. He kind of leads them. He kind of leads them. Yeah. Jeez. Can we not talk about how bad Haley Berry was Uh, as Storm, please? Good times. The first bad thing they do, besides try and snap at Corey Feldman, who, by the way, doesn't even care that (laughs) he just saw this miracle happen. He's just like, let me go back to this 3D comic. Yeah, that's great. Like, I don't give a shit. They string up the dog. And by the way, I did read that the plan in the original script was to have them kill the dog. And also, during the whole scene where the mother, who's super badass in this movie. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. She kills like, what, three or four of them? Yeah. Really brutally. Yeah. When they hatch, she has no problem. She's not one of those normal horror movie people where she's like, oh, no, what's going on? She's like, these are green, slimy things that have teeth and claws and they don't look nice. Yeah. So I am going to Just murder kill them. them. Right. Yes. Which she should. But in I guess in the original script, they kill her and like throw her severed head at Billy later on in the movie. <laughs> Christmas. I know. Right? Yay. That's the other thing. This happens all during Christmas time. <laughs> Stripe and the other Mogwai decide to break the clock that Billy has in his room. So you can't feed them after midnight. But when are you allowed to start feeding them the next day? Well, no, it'd be the next night. So, is it would they hibernate all day? Cause or do they just no, have to be in the dark? It looked like from the movie, anyways. And you know, I'm just going not personal experience, right. but the movie. They sleep when he sleeps. They sleep when Billy sleeps. All right. So I think they're up for the whole day. They just can't be in sunlight because remember the Polaroid pictures that flash blinds them. Sunlight will kill them, but he doesn't go out into the sunlight. Right. So he's just hanging around. Interesting. Yeah. So what is that time frame? Is it from like 12 to 12? Like you can't feed them till after noon and then noon uh, up until. See, these are all questions we need to know, Kelly. I'm so, yes. Because I don't know. Sometimes I get up at 5 a.m. to go to work. So if I had Gizmo, could I not feed him at 5? Do I have to wait till 7? Well, no, you get one of them automatic feeders you do for cats. But then what time do you program into it, Kelly? Yeah, afternoon. Oh, I don't know. What if he's hungry? Apparently, he'll chew through wires, so you'll be good for a By while. By the way, all I'm doing right now is just hoping that listeners will send me a Mogwai somehow. That's my whole plan with doing this, is I want that for Christmas. Hashtag Furby. No, I don't <laughs> want a Furby. Get me Gizmo. I want Gizmo. I will take care of him. I don't eat after 8 o'clock, so it's okay. That's true, actually. Yeah. So, hashtag Spencer Gifts, then. Is that still around? Yes. I know Hot Topic is, obviously, because I go to Hot Topic. Yeah, Newberry Comics, eh, a little bit. Smells better. 
<laughs> that doesn't make much sense to me. All right. Spencer's has a very unique smell. Latex. And yes. Lube. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap latex and lube. Okay. That's the only kind I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. By the way, we didn't even talk about the crazy bank lady who's a fucking bitch. We didn't talk about well, her. Well, no, they're trying to come up with a Scrooge character, but I'm like, you're just a cunt. But it was, and you don't die to the to the necessary length you should have. It's as far true. As that should have been way more brutal. Right. But I think it's because it's a family movie. It's not. <laughs> then, then it's a throwaway character anyway, though, because you, you're, you're leading her up to be able to make this epic sacrifice because she is a horrible person but then because it's family money you don't so then don't even have like she adds literally nothing to this plot well you hate her right away because of the terrible things she says about his dog where she's like hey just give me the dog so i can kill it i'll put it in my dryer and put it on spin cycle and the guy behind her in line is like yep that'll do it like <laughs> yeah you go whoa for it. i know it's fuck that, you bitch what terrifying but also let's go back to the immaturity factor of billy you live with your parents your mom doesn't work so she's home all day why are you taking your dog to work and then confining him in the little space underneath your not even desk you're you're a teller at a bank service dog yeah because he's stupid yeah okay well he is a little stupid that's what that, i'm saying yeah that's that's true I'll so give it that. might be actually a mental maturity thing it's Patch Adams. It really, hence, it's, it's, it's. Hence my joke. You're thinking of Jack, aren't you? That's what it is. <laughs> that one. That one. Then one of those. <laughs> we'll take one of those. They never really show the death of people, really. Once Stripe has them all eat, you know, after he's like the lone survivor of the group right. that they have. And he realizes that he can go and find water himself. So he jumps in like the YMCA pool. It makes like thousands of It just other turns gremlins. into an Alka-Seltzer tablet, apparently. And then now all these gremlins attack the entire town, the small little town. And they drive like a bulldozer or a snowplow. Over people. Over people. And then the police don't know. The police get their brakes cut. And then their car goes flipping and flying. And, like... and a, a very epic Breaking Bad moment for me with that one, actually. It's the, the guy Mike? who... It's Mike! That's Mike! Really? Yes! That's why I was like, holy shit, he's in this? Was that really Mike? Wow. Yeah. All right. I'll take your word for it. Sweet. I mean, the audience will tell us if you're wrong, so that's good. <laughs> fine. I don't need to look it up or anything because I don't care that much. Yay, synthesizers. Yay. By the way, I took that from the scene where they're caroling. <laughs> Really? <laughs> and they scare, they scare the bitch woman. Yeah. I hate Carol. I like how she's going to pour water on carolers. Well, I do actually want to bring something up on that note. So I have never seen carolers in real life. Really? Really. But just in the little scene where there are carolers in this movie, and you see in other movies too, doesn't that seem like one of the most awkward things? People are showing up to your place, your shelter, your home. To sing to you while you're supposed to stand there awkwardly and look at them directly in the cold? I don't know. It just you're seems... supposed to get cookies for it. It's like trick-or-treating, but it's a Christmas thing. No, I thought they get money. No. No, no, no. It's hot cocoa. It's it's a food thing. It's a food exchange. All right, that's even worse. But you're just standing there while they're 
singing for you right. and you're watching them right. i don't know it just seems fucking weird well, versus, okay versus like little kids that just come up and barely dress up in costumes nowadays and be like you need oh. to give me candy now you actually have to put on a full little performance and then you get your hand out you know i see you growing up to be the woman in the gremlins <laughs> that's i see you being crazy the person. cat lady yeah to turn on anyone no i just want a decent performance i just none of this i go to walmart and buy my damn halloween costumes crap last minute no 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 if you're gonna go out and do this but, do it correctly but in this movie and what i'm commenting on are they're going to be adults in most cases not kids like i understand more that if an adult's taking around a bunch of kids to do caroling i understand that more than a group of adults why I don't know. It just seems fucking there awkward. There are adult choirs. It's the same kind yeah, of video. but they don't travel around. I go to bands all the time. Bands do not show up in front of my door and start playing. It's weird. It's a leftover tradition from an era that oh, doesn't matter Oh, no, yeah. This is anymore. from the 1800s. No, yeah. absolutely. Well, I yeah, agree I, with you there. And I understand why. Right. Because there was no entertainment back then. So it makes sense that that's what you would do. You'd go right. outside and you'd watch these people in the cold. It was part of Christmas. Now, right. it does not make any sense. But it's the same thing. It's like that if you're part of the historical society in your town, you go out and you do the reenactments. It's it's that it's that group that does it. Right. I'm, just, I'm just bringing it up. I'm just bringing up an issue. And they're in that. a podunky town, so it wouldn't really surprise me that it's oh Jesus, it's you know it's Joe and his band of merry carolers. That's true. Uh, so we also haven't talked about how Billy's friend is a middle school teacher, the science teacher. So he took one of the Mogwai over to the science teacher, and he's like the first one to die, pretty much. No, that I mean, you're doing experimentations on something that is kind of a prick to begin with, and of course, it's going to hold a grudge. And that's what it did. Yeah. And that's when Billy first finds out that they're really bad when they turn into gremlins. Right. And the actual title gremlins kind of comes from his neighbor who doesn't work anymore, who kind of got his job taken away by foreigners. They took my jibs. They took your jibs. <laughs> yes, that's pretty much what that was. That cars are made with foreign parts now and all that kind of stuff. He talks about how foreign cars and foreign machinery have gremlins in them. Right. So he says it multiple times before he gets plowed over by a gremlin. Well, he should have bought at the Zenith, damn it. And then there's Dory's Bar where they have a very long scene where Phoebe Cates is serving them alcohol. <laughs> Which is intriguing. <laughs> Well, she was scared. Well, I mean, you never go after the bartender anyway. They I were mean. doing every debaucherous thing. They were one of the gremlins flashes her <laughs> with a trench coat. <laughs> good times. It was good times. But now I think maybe it's time to talk about Phoebe Cates' monologue. Do maybe. your monologue. The reason why I bring this up is because it's so awkward. You don't know if it's supposed to be funny or dramatic. And I think that really encapsulates the movie. Is this movie supposed to be a dark comedy? Is it supposed to be a horror movie? Yeah, what am I watching? And that's what you get from that monologue. So, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm, I hope you've seen Gremlins, but you know that Billy and Kate like each other. They work together right. at the bank, but then they've never made a move on anything until before all this goes down, Billy asks her on a date. And they don't actually get to go out on the date because the Gremlins show up. They're terrorizing the town. Right. So he goes and he rescues her from the bar while all this shit's going down. And then he takes her into a place to look for stuff. You find out earlier in the film that she mentions that she doesn't like Christmas. And that gives you suicide ratings. And he's kind of <laughs> like, um, okay. Because he's just thinking like... Everybody loves Christmas. Yeah, that's exactly... Yeah. Oh, Ooh, it's, it's the spirit of Christmas. Right. Yeah. I, what I love was it was a perfect woman reaction to it too. He goes, what? 
you don't like Christmas? She's like, what? You say you don't like Thanksgiving. You say you don't like President's Day. Like, no one bats an eye. You say Christmas, and everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, Which is true. So she then, as they're seeking shelter and looking for weapons and whatnot, or looking for gremlins that might be in the building they're hiding out in, she says, I have another reason to hate Christmas now, and that's what we're going to play right now. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. Mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. And that's when I noticed the smell. The firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck, died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. So there you go. You got it straight from Phoebe Cates' mouth. Really? You, you read comedy into that? See, I'm definitely hearing more drama. I heard both because I think the comedic part for me... Is the pauses. No, it's not the pauses. I think those are nice dramatic pauses. Interesting. There's a couple of comedic things. One is he's not really paying attention to her until the end. Shocking. Yes. Men. Am blah, I right? Blah, 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 yeah, blah, 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 blah. Women. Am I right? I'm just saying squawk, squawk. Anyway. Squawk. But my favorite part is after going through this horrific event, it's this. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. It's not that her father died. It's that that's when she found out there was no Santa Claus. You see what I mean? The father dying is the worst part of the story, but she's making it seem like the most traumatic part was finding out that there's no Santa. And that's why I laugh at it. That's why I think it's funny. And maybe I look into things too much, but I know that the, I think it's the director or the writer, Joe Dante, I think he did a thing, and he mentions that it's supposed to be that in-between. Is it supposed to be darkly funny, or is it just supposed to be that horror-type thing? And I think it works out so perfectly. No, she, she delivered it very well. But I, it, it can be read into a couple different ways, I think. Go ahead. It's, yeah, you, I mean, you can either, you know, be punctual and, like, she's stating that just that's how she found out there was no Santa, but it was more along the lines of, I mean, she did she state her age? Was she? No, neither of them state their age. I mean, it, while telling the story. Oh, when it happened? Right. Yeah, she was a little kid. Okay, so all they say is little kid. So, I mean, well, it depends on that. I think that depends on your age. I mean, if you find out that there's no Santa at she was, four. She was nine years old. See, I think I could go both ways. I could think it's either. Oh, you do. Dada. <laughs> later oh geez. i think <laughs> is okay so 
I it's traumatic that my dad was in a Santa costume and that's how he died and he's trying to do something sweet or I mean it was it's dad impersonating Santa though like that's my mind wouldn't go to but there's still a real Santa and he didn't come to me that 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 Christmas because dad was stuck in my chimney he couldn't get in the house no she's traumatized because there's no Santa Claus because she found out that her dad was dressing up as Santa Claus and giving the presents right but it wasn't the fir- like this this is the first time he had done this is what I'm saying. But he like, might not have. There's no statement. I there. know that's true. Interesting. Now, my apologies to the deceased, but he's also a fucking idiot because everyone who dresses up as Santa does not go down the fucking chimney. It's the most dangerous thing you could possibly do. Why would you go if they're not in the living room? Why would you go down the chimney? You just walk through the fucking door and but you give the Doesn't she presents. say she was in the li- they were in the living room wrapping presents? They were waiting for him to come home. Uh, okay. Sure, he could have been on the roof possibly waiting for that moment. But then he goes down. You'd think they would have heard something if that were the case. But they yeah. don't. Because all this takes place on Christmas Eve. And then it's later on that they can't find, find him body. until she goes to check the fireplace. And then oh, she notices horrible. the smell. Right. Which is even better. That is my favorite part is that monologue. Because it came out of nowhere. I was not expecting, especially in a children's movie. And that's the thing, too. This is a PG movie that specifically says there is no Santa Claus. Yeah. It's not Krampus that was rated PG-13. It's not other bad Santa, you know, rated R. Well, no, This yeah, was yeah. a PG movie in the 80s saying that there was no Santa Claus. Yeah, but the 80s also gave you the time where you could take a DeLorean and go back in time. And, and there are ghosts to be busted. It's... Crazy, because there were also ghosts to be busted in 2016 as well. It's like the ghosts were never busted. Who's Zool? There is no Dana, <laughs> only Zool. Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> so the gremlins terrorize everyone. Yes. They end up trapping every single gremlin in a movie theater that is playing Snow White and the Seven Which Doors. Which is addicting. Snow White and the Seven Doors. It's the hi-ho song. It sucks you in. And they all loving it. They're singing it. They're they're enjoying the the fuck out of that movie. So Billy actually has a smart idea and he blows it up. Yay, boiler room. But Stripe went over to get some candy from a store across the street. So he's still around. So they know he can go ahead and make way more again. And then you're going to have another thousand. True. It doesn't matter. Right. So then there's a chase scene. Throughout the department store, like a Macy's probably or something. Gimbal's back then. Is it Gimbal's? It's Gimbal's. I'm Macy's. You're (laughs) Gimbal's. (laughs) 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 So he gets his ass handed to him. He tells Phoebe Cates to go with Gizmo and turn on the lights. And while this is happening, Stripe is just having his way with him. He's doing, like, the baseball machine. He's throwing shit at him. He goes after him with a fucking chainsaw. Billy was going to get his ass handed to him. Pretty much, yes. And then the lights get turned on, so now the bright lights, you know, fuck Stripe up. So he starts running away. I thought it was a pretty funny scene when the chainsaw was still going. And it was just dragging him off (laughs) until the cord came out. Good lord. Sorry. Look, I have a sense of humor. My bad. 80s sense of humor. Yay! I love... The weird ass movies like Better Off Dead. Okay. Like yeah. I love that shit. I don't know. It's it's so anti what the eighties was supposed to be about. Well, yeah. So then there's the final kind of showdown, and they had another adorable part where Barney the dog shows up 
and he's chasing around Gizmo. And I do wonder how they did this because they just, <laughs> they just put Gizmo in a Barbie Hot Wheels car. like oh, that yeah, big, yeah, yeah, her Corvette or whatever it was. Yeah, basically chasing around Barney or Barney's chasing it from time to time. Right. And there was that great take where it's coming up behind, like Gizmo's coming up behind Barney and Barney literally jumps over him. And you know that was just a scene they weren't expecting to film and it just worked out perfectly. Yeah, probably. So then Gizmo almost like almost sacrifices himself. He drives over a snow shovel that launches him into the air. It's right before Stripe is about to really start exploding with more gremlins because he's got his like he's in this fountain. So as he hits the wall, he pulls down a cord which opens up the skylight or the skyline, whatever you want to call it, opens it up so that sunlight comes down. And now it just completely melts Stripe. Oh, this, this is this is um, this is Raiders of the Lost Ark. You've opened the Ark of the Covenant, kind of good times. If you're talking about a damaging scene to children, you, you think? Yes. This yeah. Was- huh? <laughs> Great. Thanks for that. I'm I'm waiting for what is it? Um, um, Christopher Lloyd to melt and dress Jessica Rabbit and get run over. Like yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. He melts to death. Basically, yes. And bubbles. No, 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 no. <laughs> Which, okay, Last Crusade, same thing. You don't, it's the wrong, it's the wrong goblet. Uh-huh. The media is broadcasting like, oh, people say there were little green men and, you know, no one understands. They're just saying it's mass hysteria. There was a riot here in the small town. Lead like, in the water. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one knows why this is happening, but they're all back at Billy's house. Right. And all of a sudden... The guy who didn't sell, because we didn't even talk about Mr. Wing, but Mr. Wing shows up. Right. He shows up to take back Gizmo. His monster. Yeah. And he's saying, hey, basically, you're not ready for this. You're not ready. And it's a metaphor, obviously, for us as humans to, you know, use our resources correctly and like all this stuff. And we're just, we just terrorize and we're parasites. Oh, Captain Planet. With our powers combined. Heart. That guy with heart, man. That's just what a <laughs> shitty power. Sorry, that's a hack joke, but it is. It's a shitty power. True. But so Mr. Wing takes him back, and Billy doesn't put up much of a fight, but you can tell he's a little like, oh, sad. And then the cutest moment of the movie is when Mr. Wing says, someone has something to say to you. And Gizmo comes up from the little box, and he's like, bye, Billy. There you go. Not bad. And he says, maybe sometime you'll be ready. And until then, Mogwai will wait for you. Bum, bum, bum. Sequel. So that is the end of the movie. Yay! There's There's a little monologue at the end. Well, that's the story. So if your air conditioner goes on the fritz, or your washing machine blows up, or your video recorder conks out, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights. Check all the closets and cupboards. Look under all the beds, because you never can tell there might just be a gremlin in your house. Uh, Nightmares. Thank you for that. (laughs) Nightmares. Because they're everywhere. And at the end of the movie, there's the gremlins laughing. (laughs) No, 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 no. And they did end up coming back six years later, 1990, with Gremlins 2, The New Batch. And it's not a terrible sequel, and we will discuss that at another time. Woo! I think we talked about the absurdity, and I asked many, many questions that were never answered. But that's because I don't think you can answer them. 
I think they're unanswerable questions. Oh, so it's open to interpretation. Fill in your own blanks. I think so, but then also I think they get away with it being a family movie. They are not yeah, really. Yeah, no, they don't really tie in any of that crap, to. no. So, Kelly, as I mentioned before, this has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 85%. Oh. Now, do you agree with this? Would no. you recommend this movie? Oh, jeez. Uh, I'll give it mid-70s. I wouldn't say 80s. Well, that's um, not too bad. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not a horrible movie. And I mean, just for the pure creature factor, if, yeah. you, if you like Dark Crystal, if you like E.T., if you're looking for that kind of like creature feel, that's exactly what you're getting. Well, we didn't even mention this. They're all puppets. This isn't oh, no, CGI. Yeah. No, it's or yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. So you get that, that, that very 3D, realistic, organic texture of plastic for these. And they're just a bunch of douchebags <laughs> just running around yeah, being this, yeah, this is This is salacious crumb on a whole nother level, people. Like, just the scaly, I can't... But I will say this. The movement of the ears makes me think Jurassic Park with the with the dinosaur that spits. I like when they... Yes, I can see that. Yes. Yeah. I also like that sometimes when they laugh so hard, they just vibrate. <laughs> yes. Oh, back then, it mean... The only thing I can't believe, Kelly, is you don't have to love the movie or anything... But how could you not want a gizmo of your very own? That's what doesn't make any sense. Cute and fuzzy doesn't do it for me. See, they talk about like in Ted and Ted 2 that people would like That's want That's completely a Ted. different. Absolutely. See, I would rather have a gizmo no. than a Ted. No, 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 no. Come no. on now. No, I want somebody who can make cunt jokes with me. I can't make cunt but jokes with gizmo. But you can teach gizmo how to do that stuff. Yes, I remember teaching my Furby how to swear. It's not the same. You're a fucked up person. <laughs> Ted's different. Plus, Ted has a very sexy voice. It's a little bit different. <laughs> you just want the cute and cuddly aspect. That's fine. So, so I were am, you a Teddy Ruxpin too? Like, I'm let's a, let's go full blown eighties here. I'm an adorable person. That's also right? true. <laughs> so like, that this does fit your personality. This is your. Oh, is this your spirit animal? I like adorable things. Now, when I was a kid, and I still I can't find this anywhere, but when I was a kid, I used to have the Wear Bears. Why do I know what that is? I don't know how anyone knows because I can't find one. But it was a series, I think it was four or five teddy bears where they had tape recorders inside their stomachs. Right. So they would have stories about what they were doing. These are bears that I guess got bit by werewolves. Werewolves. Yes. (laughs) And you could flip their head inside out so that it would be a scary bear. That's what I grew up with. Like, that's what I had as a kid. None of that stuff affected me. I mean, I'm fucked up now, but I I can't be because of the werebears. (laughs) It just can't be. All right. Awesome. So, would you recommend this movie to people? It's one of those movies where it's like The Godfather. You have to see it as a movie person. That's pretty funny. I bet you we should make that a quote. <laughs> Gremlins. It's like The Godfather. <laughs> you should go see this movie. <laughs> right. It's just one of those ones where you're like, you can't be a movie person. What do you mean you haven't seen this? And yes, yes, you're Ridge Bond High, Fast Times, High, whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. I know that's on the list. You're too. so far behind. The movies that I've introduced you to on this show. Like, you're way behind on movies you should have seen already. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, so, wh- when are we discussing Gone with the Wind? When are we discussing The Godfather? I don't music, watch shit movies, Annie so Hall. I'm not watching Sound of Music. I'm not Casino. watching... No, Casino's great, and so is Godfather. But why would you talk about a movie that everyone's talked about ad nauseum? So, you're saying the movie that I haven't seen that you kind of ridiculed me for, nobody's ever covered that movie before? Is that what you're... Implying? Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Oh? Yes, I don't think there are lots of podcasts dedicated. Bullshit! I don't think so. Yeah, just like nobody ever watches Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We're not watching Ferris Bueller's no, no, Day Off. I'd rather talk Parker Lewis can't lose because he couldn't lose. 
And yeah, if you're going to lump it into the, we're watching nothing but Christmas movies like Die Hard and Gremlins. <laughs> and, and Reindeer Games. Apparently. And Krampus. Then, yeah, I would absolutely shove it into that category. It's one of those times to remember a time period where there was nothing to worry about. Some Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one cared about anything. And they made children's movies that were absolutely not Terrifying. children's movies. Yeah. So we will decide on the next holiday movie that will come out right after Christmas. Yay! And then that'll be it for holiday movies. And we'll just start fresh with a whole bunch of random movies. New Year! Yeah, exactly. So Kelly, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? You can always find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy as well as uh, Facebook with the uh, same tag, Nerdy Girl Ivy. If you would like to support Ian Hates Movies, you can... All the links are in the description of this episode. And we do ask one thing. If you can make our Christmas wishes come true, you can go to iTunes. And if you like the show, rate us five stars and leave a comment. We are still doing our little contest to see whose comment and whatnot that we like the best. And then you'll win some type of prize. We have merchandise coming. I know people have been asking me, Ian Hates Love is still coming. 2017 yep. will be an even bigger year for all the Ian Hates shows. Yay! So you don't have to worry about that. But please, it does help us. If you enjoy the show, rate us five stars on iTunes and leave a comment. Because like I said, that is the way they do their measurements and everything. And Yeah, it's marketing. Yay. Yeah, it just makes the show bigger. So thank you to all the haters out there for listening. Kelly, thank you very much for traumatizing yourself, mm. even though you're an adult. And it's a movie of puppets. Doesn't matter. It's melting. and. But thank you anyways. And Kelly, do you have any final words for everyone? No. (laughs) And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Yeah, Mom, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're going to like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're going to have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift (laughs) he ever got. What is it? It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. Yes! They become clever, (laughs) mischievous, what's going on here, and dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know, but in a few hours, you're going to have a major disaster on your hands. Gremlins. 
directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you.